are listening to Pub Royalty Queen Podcast, a place to empower women of color in the music business. Welcome to Pub Royalty Queen Podcast. This is your host, Janisha Jones, back with another special guest. Today, we have Brittany Foreman. Brittany is head of data strategy and digital operations at Acceleration Music, and she's recently won the Master of Metadata Award at this year's Music Biz Association Premier Busy Awards ceremony. I've had the pleasure of getting to know Brittany as we're both Black female data scientists and the less than glamorous side of the music industry. But she just exudes big boss energy, so I knew I had to have her on the show. So without further ado, Brittany, welcome to Pub World to Clean Podcast. How are you Thank feeling, sis? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I love the energy. Thanks for that bomb ass like intro. I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. Data science. We need more of us, especially that. Yes. <laughs> yes, I love that for us. Like. That was the initial bond for us in general. I remember reaching out to you and being like, yes, there's another one of me out here in this world. And we, I was able to like just feed off some information that you have and we can bounce off ideas and how we can better make our businesses more streamlined. So I really appreciate your friendship and just in general, you're just a great personality, like a great spirit and energy. So I love it. So let's just dive right in. Why don't you tell us about your journey on the roles that led you to become the head of data strategy? So many, so many roles. I basically, the joke is I've been on, been in every part of the music industry at this point. Um, It's exhausting. (laughs) But like I, it wasn't until like college that I realized I wanted to work in music. Like some people like go to college knowing what they want, not me. So like I had started like volunteering, doing like sound and light. So like my first intro into like working with musicians was doing live events and doing front of house and like the really scary technical stuff. Cause like, I'm good at like math. I'm good at like economics. I'm like good at like computers. I can't carry a tune. I can't, I don't have the patience to play an instrument. So I'm like, oh wow, this is a good fit. Cause I get to hang out with creative people and I don't have to do the creative thing. How do I do more of this? And it, when the first time I got paid, like a manager came by, handed me an envelope full of cash. And I'm like, wait, I can I could get paid doing this. Like you can make money just like yeah. hanging out, like dicking around, like doing all the technical stuff. I was like, sign me up. This is what we're doing. Like I was going to school for like a business degree. And I was like, nah, like <laughs> we're going we're, we're gonna to do music. We're going to work with music. And I thought I had wanted to do management. So like mm. I, when I graduated, I sold all everything I owned and like bought a one-way ticket to New York. I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. And so like, I just tried interning for a bunch of people. And so this was 2008. So like, we all know what happened that year. And like, we're like, in June, I'm just like, we're going to make it New York. And like, it's New York or nowhere. Like, and so I had like a good three months of like networking, going to these shit. Like, can I help you? Like, can I intern for you? Some of them like, like, yeah like will you work for free like this was still like when in- interning was for free and I'm just like I just graduated college I got like so I was like but you know what fuck it I'm gonna do it so like I had two day jobs and then after I like go like work and like pressing like CDs and like anything the management needed and then the bottom fell out of the economy and <laughs> 
was it was it was a scramble and it just meant like more working for free while trying to figure out how to pay rent because at that point yeah. companies were letting go of their actual paid employees and they're just like mm-hmm. if you want it bad enough you'll do the job we were paying somebody for for free and so like I did online marketing at a music magazine um, that I won't name because <laughs> not paying intern. I did like five unpaid internships before I landed something that wow. was like me. And all the while, you know, doing that day job of like working retail, customer service. Like, oh. like, so I got really good at like talking to people, which now people are like, when I tell them I'm an introvert, they're just like, what? And I was like, no, I like just Very work. Hard to yeah. I just work. <laughs> I got, I got really good at being like, Hey, like I can read the room. No, like I get home and I'm like, nobody talks to me. Yeah. I'm exhausted, but I, it was kind of one of those kismet moments. Like I was working my retail job and like some dude had come in in the middle of the day. I worked at the women's J crew. So like we only sold like women's stuff. This dude came in looking for a tie and I'm like, for adults, like, sir, Mm. you're in the wrong store. He's just like, well, I don't have time. Like, can I like take a call here? And I'm like, it's a Tuesday in a women's store, like middle, nobody's here. Do what you want. I don't, I don't care. Um, and he's like, can I like, can you, do you have a pen and paper? I need to take notes. I'm just like, this dude is like real entitled, but I'm like, whatever. Like it gives me something to do. I didn't have any customers. So he like takes this call. And so like, somebody's like, ask him what he does. Ask him what, I'm just like, hmm. all right. So I did. And he's just like, oh, I work in games, but I used to work in music. And I was like, I, I, I would like to work in music. I've been trying to work in music. And He's just like, okay, cool, cool. Here's my email. Send me your resume. I'm like, this dude just said he worked in games. He's just like, just send me your resume. At this point, I will take whatever the universe throws me. So I did. And then I get a call from a company that does like music merch. And they're just like, hey, we got your resume. We'd like you to come in. Turns out that guy's roommate was leaving the job and put my resume in as his replacement. Like he had never met me. And he's just like, cool, I can like leave with a good conscience that like somebody else is going to take the job. And that was like my first paid like real music gig. And I was just like, since then, I'm just like, whatever the universe throws at me, like I'm open to like some of it feels real weird. And it's like, okay, cool. I have to like, I have to trust that like the work that I put in, the effort that I put in, like the energy that I put out, like will be returned to me. Um, So they worked in merch. And then I had been like, because I had worked in management or intern in management, I worked with a lot of baby bands. I had like done consulting on the side. I had taught myself how to code. So you'll have like, we baby bands can't afford a graphic designer or like a web developer to make a splash page. But I was like, I can open the source code and like figure it out. We can, I can make it. So (laughs) I'm very good at problem solving and tinkering. So Mm -hmm. by the time I had uh, interviewed with Next Big Sound, they're just like, you can code. I'm just like, Kind of like I'm self-taught, but like I can figure stuff out. And so like they wanted somebody who A, had the soft skills of like talking with artists and B, like understood the technical. And so they're just like, great, you can be like the liaison to like explain data to people. So it was essentially a customer service role, but it was just kind of like, you know how like the tech stuff, you're good with like the musicians. And so 
I started explaining like data and engagement and audience to uh, indie bands, my artist managers, like anybody who wasn't the majors, like that was my purview. And I loved it. I thrived in it. And I was like, but how can I do more? Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, um, hey, so if you like pay for my data class, I won't have to bug the engineers for questions because I'll be able to get them myself. I'll be able to hop in the SQL and just like pull the data myself. And they're just like, sounds cool. Like, yeah, sure. We'll pay for your data class. Advocate for yourself. Absolutely. Also, just because like I loved our engineers, but engineers as people they're just like we love the tech we love but they're just like they were fairly industry agnostic they're like I just want to front end wherever it doesn't matter whereas I'm like I am technical but I will only work in music so Mm -hmm. like I have people asking music questions and they're like it's urgent whereas engineers are like "Mm." right right and I was like if I learn it and they're like hey it's urgent I'm like I You're creating the urgency yeah. and prioritizing. Yeah, I know if it's urgent because like I worked on that side on the management right. side with the bands. I'm like, actually, that is urgent. And there, so it's like, let me just be able to answer their question within like 10 minutes because I can just like go into the database and be like, here's what the data is saying. Here's like what the trend looks like. Here's here's your yes. answer. So that was really good. And then I was just like. I leveled up, pay me. (laughs) (laughs) They just kind of like, um, and I was like, "Mm." and I I probably like, they're good people, but I probably stayed there longer than I needed to. Cause like, Mm. I feel like it's a thing where you're just like, okay, well they said I'm not ready. And so maybe Mm. I'm not ready, but like, you know, in your gut, when you're ready, you're just like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And companies will gaslight you. Into yeah. thinking that you're not there yet, especially women of color, like, oh, uh, no, you need to prove yourself. Continue yeah. putting in this work, doing more than you're supposed to, and then we'll figure out whether or not we want to add you to this next level. Yeah, or, yeah and I get like, it. Like, they're just like, I have, we have a bottom line, like, we have a budget. Right. We didn't budget for you to like do this. Uh, <laughs> and I say, to a degree, I get it. But at the same time, you could have been like, look, we didn't budget for this. Like, right. We, I'm all over like being open and honest, like upfront, like, like it, it doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. If you're just like, here's the deal. You have exactly. learned these skills. You are able to do these things, but we do not have the budget to like give you a raise this year. So it is what it is. We'll see yeah. what we do next year. Don't Managing like- your expectations with truth and honesty. I think uh- oh communication. <laughs> what? And so what happened next was like, after I was just like, I'm going to start looking. I caught the attention mm-hmm. of Joe Conyers III. And like in the music. Um, why you say his entire name? <laughs> that is how he goes. In, in, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I must say my entire name. And I'm just like, nice. Um, but like it's it matches his vibe his personality he like wears suits all the time and like three-piece suits and like if you know music people we don't yeah yeah he's like very proper but like he was very much like I think the first sponsor that I had because he was like first of all I need you to come work where I am 
Like, I need you to come here no matter what it takes. And like, I was trying to be like coy. Like, mm. He's like calling me all the time. He's like, let me take you to breakfast. Like, let me introduce you to our CEO. Let me introduce you to our marketing team. And I was like, yo, yo. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was never, I wasn't used to like that kind of attention. Right. But I was just like, he's like going really hard in the paint. Like I was at South by Southwest. And we were working, like I was doing demos, like my voice was hoarse. I had been there all week and he's like, I need to get you on the phone. Like we need to like lock this down. I'm just like, I don't have a voice. He's like, don't worry. I'll talk. And I'm just like, sir, (laughs) he's like, how much do you want? And I like, "Mm," like I pulled a number out of my ass. Like, honestly, I thought he was going to tell me to go fuck myself because it wasn't like, I had done the research, but I was also kind of like, it wasn't like an egregious number, but it was definitely like about 50% more than I was making. Yeah. Uh, which he didn't know that. He didn't mean yeah. it. Um, yeah. yeah. I sent that email being like, this will get him to stop calling me. And he's just like, we'll make it work. And I was like, well, now I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I get there, like, I signed papers, no title. They're just like, you're going to do data here. And so he's just like, if he sat me down, he's like, you don't have a title. So like, we need to fix that. He's like, how does head of data sound? And I'm just like, I love it. I lo- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all of those things, all of those things. And so I then got them to pay for data science classes. Cause I'm like, if I'm your head of data, I need to like know how to do like the predictive stuff. And he's like, sure. But like, you have to guarantee you'll stay here for like two years. I'm just like, that's job security. Like, what are you threatening me with? (laughs) I was like, I've already done a recession. Like you, so if I have to stay here, like you are going to continue. I was like, just, just give them the money. Like at this point, at this point. I love it. I love it. That is how I became a data scientist. And I think it's all been, it's been for, I've been fortunate because I've been able to marry my love for like music and helping musicians with like problem solving kind of like, Mm -hmm. I'm nosy. So like, I like to see like what's coming. And so like using data to be like, okay, how do we mitigate this? What could be a potential problem or how do we optimize the success that we're seeing? And I think that's why I've, been so successful is because I use a talent or skill that I now have for something that I'm really passionate about. So like when I mentor people, I'm just like, great, you have this skill. What are you passionate about? Like, do you want to stay in music or do you like, I like wine. I want to like figure out the optimal yield of grapes. Yes, that is your calling. (laughs) Go help wineries. It's a different kind of mind to think of like things like that. And, and you have to have that idea or the prowess to ask why things are happening the way that they have happened and want to get into the mechanisms of that, which for a lot of people is just like way over their head or just like, I, I don't want to deal with that. I'm very surface level. Let me do that instead. So I think that's a very special and unique skill set. And I'm proud to also say that I am in that space as well, which is why I resonate so much with everything that you um, experienced. This isn't the glamorous side of the industry. This isn't the creative side, but it is creative in a way because we have the opportunity to build products that basically building legacies for these businesses and and really being integral to how they run as a as a an, um, a company. So I think it's um, extremely important what you do, and um, also in in general, just 
utilizing the resources that you have. So, you know, you went, we were in a recession when we got out of college, having to, you know, navigate that space, see what's available to us, take on internships, maybe a little bit, bit longer than we had to, but becoming a sponge and taking in as much information as possible and networking. And then also advocating for your, yourself when you're entering those spaces, because there are very few women, first of all, not just in the music industry, but in the tech arena. So um, to be able to say, you know what, I, I see the writings on the wall here. I'm not being challenged. I need to seek out other opportunities. I think that's definitely a, a great skill to have as a woman of color in this business. So I love your journey. I love hearing about it. And we have so much in common. That's the part that's crazy too. Like the way that we came into our spaces now, into our um, roles, like being courted, that whole process and being able to create your own title, essentially. That's amazing. And so, it was the jumping off point, like from yeah. like working with Joe, I went through HYM and I got a mentor, like finally, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. we don't like, it doesn't organically happen as frequently. For us, I was paired with Amy Dietz, who was like the head of Ingrooves at the time. And so like, she was like the general manager. And because I was put on my application, I was like, I want to learn how to run a music company. And they're yes. just like, we got you. And so like a lot of our meetings, I'm, she's just like, I can't poach you because I know like Joe and like your president, whatever. And so like I went and did like a palate cleanser job, which was great money, but it like was financial uh, investments into music. So it was like kind of music, but way more finance than I like signed yeah. up for. Oh my gosh, this is it for me. And so Bro, I feel like I'm like your parallel universe sister or something because I literally had the same experience. Like, and so I like was calling my mentor Amy, be like, I, I hate working doing this. Yeah. Like I, I don't know how I like it was. It was the I thing. Do know. <laughs> I know. It was it's like the late like the company was cool, what they were trying to do, the team was cool, but I felt so out of my depths because they're talking about like multiples and like these financial models. I'm like, mm. how does this relate to like music outside right. of just paying them? Like it's I company culture for me. Yeah. So I like told my I was like, I don't, I don't think this is for me. I just felt so inadequate because they'd be like, okay, we just got to like clean, we got to clean the music data and like turn it around within like a couple of days. I'm like, have you, have y'all ever seen music data? Y'all think we cleaned up in a couple of days? (laughs) So like my mentor's like, okay, okay, okay. I might have somebody for you to talk to. And that's how I ended up working for her. Cause like, and a bunch of, and a few of her colleagues started their own company. So they're like, we'd like you to be employee number one, our head of data and digital strat, like digital operations. And I was like, Henry's. So like data I got, but like y'all know I've never done digital before. <laughs> and they're just like, you can figure it out. I'm like, all right, just as long as we're all managing expectations <laughs> that I'm learning on the fly. And luckily we've been able to build out my team specifically on digital operations. Like people who know like yes. what a style guide looks like. And this, I'm just like, thank the Lord. Cause like, yes. <laughs> Well, I think that's part of being a leader, right, is assessing your strengths and weaknesses and learning how to delegate. That's the challenge that I'm experiencing right now is, you know, being able to say, you know what, 
my time could be better utilized focusing on this project. Why don't I tap into someone who might be a little bit more interested in this lane, show them the ropes there, and then I can get my hands off of it. And I think a lot of the times too, if when you are so like detail oriented, you, you tend to be in that space where it's like, I should just do it myself. Like, cause you know that it's going to come out the way that it should if you're the yeah. one <laughs> working yeah. it. So like I've at least gotten really good at spotting really good talent because I like mentor. So like I'm able like to talk to people and kind of like get yeah. into the So like when I interview, I'm just kind of like, I ask them like, maybe not specifically like the job question, like what are you passionate about? Like, how do you solve problems? And so like, I got very lucky with my, with my first hire and my mm-hmm. second hire. They're both great. But like the first one, she like takes initiative. Like she's, she's also very like into the details. And so like she documents mm-hmm. everything. And I'm just, cause I told her, it's like, put it all on paper so that you can take a vacation. Like I'm very yeah. big, the company is very big on balance. Like, and so I'm just like, yeah. there will be a day where I'm like, take a few days off. You've been killing it. Like, like, no, I'm not going right. to tell you when, but I'm just going to like, you, you, everybody needs a vacation. Like we can't like work ourselves into the ground. And I'm also like speaking from experience where I burned myself out for the last mm. jobs. And so this mm. one, I'm just like, if you need to like take a walk in the middle of the day, like if you need to take a day off, just be like, I'm taking this day off. You don't generally don't have to ask me for permission. Right. Cool. Like I know you get work done and I imagine like we're, we try to stay ahead of schedule. So like, if you need to take the day, take the day. Right. Um, so, and, and that's the thing about data too, is that nobody's nobody's life is at risk. Like, you know, and most problems can be fixed. I, I like that every <laughs> I saw that face. Not so much. I mean <laughs> everything can be fixed. Nobody's life's at stake. For like digital, so the face was because I'm also in charge of digital, you have labels because I'm in charge of oh, right labels now and some of them are like this has to go out now I was like but you didn't tell us till two days ago so like yeah yeah um this is kind of honey portion yeah the data portion is very more way more chill like it's very much in the cut like no not a whole lot of people bother you because like sometimes they're like i don't even know what any of this means i'm like i got you but like (laughs) but like with digital operations you have like these albums coming out and like not on the right playlist and so like sometimes feels like a manufactured emergency so like my team like reason why we try to work ahead of schedule is so like when people are just like ha ah, everything's on fire we're like it's not on fire this is why we relax. have like tur- yeah relax this is why we have you turn it in ahead like way ahead of time so that yeah. a we can fix stuff b we can qa stuff so like we can see right. it on, like, in the back end of the whatever platform make sure all of the writers are there all of the like it's mapping to the right artists to the right ISRC and then we document all of it so sometimes it's just like I can't see it and we're like refresh your page so (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah so I think that's the new part of like working in this different space where it like feels a little bit more urgent but like I, I we built a really good team so that we can kind of like mitigate like any sort of like fire drill because mm-hmm. hey nobody likes that but like we at this point have seen it all like my first entree into digital ops before I had a team we have the Ray Charles 90 track box set release digitally uh, and uh, it was me 
and the PM at the label, like just like cross-checking, entering data. And I'm just like, yo. (laughs) It's again, it's not a glamorous job, but you know, someone has to do it. And that's why they need the big bucks to do it. You know what I mean? I don't don't mind doing that kind of work as long as like I get paid appropriately. Like I actually really like research, like where I can just like sit for hours and be on Google and be like, who's actually the writer of this song? Or like, when mm-hmm. is the studio? Like I can find it. I'm creepy on the internet. That's what I tell people my job is. Like I'm creepy on the internet. I can find stuff. Uh- <laughs> oh my goodness. You heard but- it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Master investigator here. <laughs> yeah, master, yeah. It has had its perks outside of work. But like, I enjoy that. I like I like puzzles, I like problem solving. And so that was fine. It was just kind of like, but also we have this very hard release date. And I'm just like, right. That's the part where it was like, um, but it's a good challenge because I mean, once you've you set yourself in in the lane for so long, you do become an expert in that thing. And so to add that extra skill is just only going to magnify what you're able to bring to the table. So good for you to be able to enter into another space and still do what you enjoy doing. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about the mentorship side of things. Like you did already mention that you had some mentors and what they were able to contribute. One of them being like highlighting, um, giving you the space to really sit in a role and learn it and take ownership of that. And also talk about like who you mentored. Like what do you look for in people that are perspective mentees my my mentees like I generally like interns that have interned for me I'm just like I'm gonna keep you forever like I don't know if you know this but like yeah career Uh, development like yeah yeah I was like you don't even have to work for me like I'll I'll see like their resumes and like the ones that stick out to me is like a people who have kind of gotten it out of the mud so you can see like they were like during college they they had to like work a job and so I'm just like okay great you're a hard worker and like I wish we were all rich but we're not and so like I like I like people who like a like can figure it out and b can problem solve so like that's usually like what I interview people for I'm just like first of all what's a project you're proud of when you get stuck how do you kind of like back your way out of it and usually the answer is stack overflow or google like if somebody's like I'm just gonna go ask like my my uh, advisor I'm just like no don't come to me first That you're just like, I am going to sit with the problem a little bit and see like if I can figure it out and like see if like I can Google like if anybody else has done it, Stack Overflow because we work with data. Just kind of like I'm going to I'm going to throw my resources at it first mm-hmm. before I'm just like, OK, great. I'm tapping out. I don't know how to do um, mm-hmm. that's usually who I look for for mentees. I'm also I like like people of color, like women. I'm just like people who mm-hmm. are generally marginalized because I'm just mm-hmm. like with the overlap of music and tech, like there's very much like, okay, there's, there's a bro culture kind of in both. And so like, if I can help train and teach like people who might not like have as many opportunities, those are the people that I'm most passionate about, like helping a learn new skills, but then also Mm kind of like, who do I know? Like I have one mentee right now. She's like, my dream is Spotify. And I'm just kind of like, okay, like I will see who I know, but I'm also like, let's have a plan B because Mm -hmm. like Spotify is becoming like more podcasts, which is great. They are a media company. They're not specifically music. And she's like, I want to 
market music. It's like, okay, we might have to also have a plan B because right. we're going to work in music and they're probably going to be like programming for podcasts, right. like advertising. Yeah. Um, I have one that moved into music payments, like royalty payments through blockchain. And I'm just like, yeah, they, I got a call. They're like, we can't take you, but like, do you know anybody who like does data? And I'm just like, I got somebody for you. Like, I love mm-hmm. having mentees like that are ready. I'm just like, I like to, I like, I love putting people on. Oh my yeah. gosh. It makes me so happy when they're just like, do you know anybody? I got four people for you. Like what, you, what mm-hmm. do you need? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, when they look like us too. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. So I just, I want people who are hungry, people who are passionate, you know, everybody's like, oh, I saw so-and-so and like saw myself and so-and-so like to a degree, like when I was young, I was like, I sold everything I had to move to New York and be like, I'll figure it out. Like they don't have to be like that hungry. Like I would not. Passion, <laughs> but like, be passionate. It, it, I want a little bit of, cause like when you're passionate, you don't necessarily work harder. You work smarter. Cause you're like, I need to figure this out. Right. And so those are the people who will also be here for the long term. Like music, there was a long time. We ma- yeah, we weren't making money for a long time. So like, are you going to be here and in it? Like, even when like, I mean, we probably won't have a downturn for a very long time. Thank the Lord. But like, <laughs> if, like if like shit goes sideways or like you still like down for music or you're just like, oh, well, this is fun. It was glamorous. Because like, first of all, data Music data is not glamorous. Like it's, it's not. not like, uh, <laughs> like we're not A and R. We're not any of like the the flash. Yeah. We're not. It's like we're not going to be on the red carpet with artists. Like that's just not going to happen. But like, are you just like I really love music. I love the community. I like what's the what's possible. Like those mm-hmm. are the people I want to be. Like, how can I help you break in? Because like. Like once you you're in, you're like it's like a lifer kind of situation. Like yeah. music very small, where like we all just like hop between the same companies. We all basically know each other, yeah. but like getting past that first wall, and it's not even like we gatekeep anymore. It's just kind of like people like finding that first job that fits and that you're really good at. Like That's I was hard. horrible at a lot of jobs at the beginning, like, but they were free. I wasn't getting paid. So it was fun. <laughs> um, like, I am a shit assistant. That is something I learned about myself. I don't want to check nobody else's emails. I don't even check my own. So like, <laughs> takes a little bit to like find where you fit in. But like, once you're in, yeah. and you're passionate about it. Like you're your music for life. Like I know people are like, I maybe that. I should leave. I was like, yeah, yeah, good luck with that. I don't, I don't foresee you leaving. But like. I, know, I mean, I mean, the industry is it's very competitive. There aren't but so many roles here in the business, and most of those creative ones are the most coveted. So, what I love to to talk about is how we have a competitive advantage doing what we're doing because there aren't so many people in our lane. So we get to be the ones that you know are making the moves without any real you know, is that person coming for my job? Do I have to worry about? And I love working with the data too, because you understand where the trends are because you're dealing with the numbers all day long, you know, and having to deal with new technologies and being on top of, you know, the things that are changing, the the climate of the industry. So I love that part of what we do. Yeah. Like I said, I'm nosy. and I love being the first in the know because I'm looking at the data. But like, I'm not so much like worried about like more, like I want more people to join data and music. Like it would help us yeah. get, get it together. Cause it, 
there's this new trend of like web three and nfts yeah. and, and i'm just like <laughs> we, we're not there uh, we have problems now that we need to solve yeah we we've got problems now so i i like i would love if there were like more data practitioners more people who are trained because like every company needs somebody to look at the data and be like what are those what are you doing <laughs> like, why are why are things tagged like this like um, have like a slight familiarity with like ddex standards like that'd be great yeah. if like every company yeah. had somebody to be like we need to get this together this is this is trash like i'm a raccoon but like this is trash just so you know oh and- my gosh i feel like we are l- you literally like the same brain as i do the way that you're saying things is like it's reminding me of scenarios that I've been in before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I became known at one company where there people like, Brittany just thinks the data is trash. Like, that's her tagline. Data is trash. And I'm like, yes, but I'm a raccoon. So this is what we do. Um, and so, like, I want more music data specific people to A, because like, I have, like, really nitpicky things that I'm just like, Data would be like so much more streamlined if like we didn't like store data like for visual reasons. So like ISRCs without the dashes, like because not everything is like can validate through that. And so like, I just wanted to go f- through like all the pipelines, right. not like how like get stuck anywhere. Ooh. But like I mean, and that's mostly me. But like sometimes I'll get like statements that are like PDFs and like they're weird, weirdly formatted. I'm like I. Can't oh, are we still doing that PDF statement? Oh my god. <laughs> it's it's currently my project where I have to like pull stuff and I'm like, I can't code anything to just pull from these statements. We have to go into each statement because uh, somebody's like, I want it to aesthetically look like this. And oh I want to punch that person in the throat, honestly. <laughs> When you make my job harder, when it didn't have to be like, well, like you were already working in Excel, you were so close. Right. Like, <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> you had one job, and you're like, I'm gonna put boxes around it. I'm gonna change the font and like where it sits in each statement. I'm gonna have multi-tab. For you, but when you're doing business to business, or you're you know you're dealing with systems, the thing is to be as uniform as possible, right? So yeah. when you're creating all these like special things that don't connect or communicate with other things and you're having to it's, it's just a waste of time and money because time is money yeah so, absolutely I mean and it's not even just like these smaller companies because I work specifically with Indies now but I've seen statements from larger companies where they're like we're just gonna have five blank lines at the top and I'm like why <laughs> but no. that's that's where your columns go and the name and the and the metadata that tells me what the data is like that why do you have five blank lines and then a summary and then the data like 40 lines down it makes me want to light buildings on fire and i know that I, <laughs> i'm not i'm a pacifist i just get in my feelings about stuff and i'm just like People oh, the, like, I, I, <laughs> for me because honestly I wish I had the humor that you did when I'm going through these processes because I am an Aries I will burn something down I'm a capital, <laughs> I can't go to jail like I can't run a jail gang like I'm not no I can't I'm way too much of the earth sign but I'm just going to talk real spicy which is I think we've had the conversation I can't have a podcast because I talk too spicy but like I can talk to my experience where I'm just like, yes. sometimes 
people upset me when they don't put data in the correct format. Yeah. And that is very much an earth sign. Like I like processes. I like things streamlined. I think I like it organized. And so like, that's why data it. fits my personality. Cause I'm just yeah. like, because uh-uh. you have you have the tenacity to deal with it and it, it is a very special place and I keep saying that because everyone cannot do what you do so let's talk a little bit about this there are a lot of challenges that women of color specifically face in the music industry what can you describe you know any specific challenges that you um, had to overcome you can't be too much of anything and oh. that is kind of like like I like bright colors. Like when I was living in New York, I like kind of like acquiesced. Like everybody wears like black and like uh, you can't be too loud. You can't be like too passionate. You can't be advocate for yourself too much because then you're aggressive or you're you're the strong black woman and like things oh, got like. I get, really hate that one. Like yeah, I'm sensitive as fuck. First of all, like I'm strong, but I'm sensitive. So like I, well, I had one job like within a couple of months, I like cried twice at work, and I'm like, nah, this oh, is. No. I, like I cried in front of HR. She's like, people can see you. Yeah, oh, I'm aware. Yeah. What are you doing to fix the problem? Right. Like I'm at this point where I'm crying, and I don't cry for strangers because I'm just like, you, you, you. The problem with the strength is that it doesn't give you room to be sensitive it doesn't give you room to just be a human being like with emotions with a wide spectrum of feelings you know if I'm feeling there's the situation that happened after the uh uh, Philando Castile uh shooting at work obviously a very impactful situation especially as a person of color and then I'm going to work and I'm surrounded by people that aren't of color they don't have a full understanding of what that means it could have been my brother it could have been my dad it could have been my really close friends impacted by the that situation and for certain comments to be made about it without that sensitivity is like dang how do i even express in a way that they can understand hey that's uncomfortable for me can you please stop you know without them being like oh yeah like assigning the black angry black woman trope or oh she's strong she should have been able to handle it trope or you know what I mean it's like no I I have moments of weakness too just like everyone else I'm a fully dynamic person like I can cry and punch you at the same time like look at that multitasking (laughs) but like I I hate the strong black woman trope because like people like a think that they can it just tasks you like do anything like mentally you're so strong like you can do all of these projects and get them done and I was like where especially because we also have been taught to believe that you have to do work twice as hard to get half as much so like right. yes I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do it but like that's why I end up burned out every all the time because I'm like I'm just trying to be a really good like star employee where I still don't get like promotions or I don't get raises or like the minimal like life like yeah adjustment like raises and I'm just like but I'm the only person running this department for like three companies I can I get more than a two thousand dollar raise like my job now like (laughs) they they like are so supportive so many like they nominated me for the master of metadata or like they take care of me like they're like do you need a team we'll get you a team within six months I had a team and like nowhere else have I, <laughs> I advocate like I I need people and they're just like but you're doing so well on your own and I'm just like 
Yeah, but like, need help. I'm drowning. Please see me. I was like, I would do better if I had people. <laughs> but and the thing is, like, I feel like you have to, you do actually have to work harder and you do have to scream louder just because I feel like it, we're invisible a lot of times. Like, yeah, the thing is, too, the, the not setting boundaries part, like being able to say no and be like, that just doesn't work for me. Like in order for me to do the best job I can do, I need this, this, and this. And if it doesn't happen, then you're going to, it's, it's going to reduce the productivity. I'm going to actually just stop doing this thing yeah. because it's not, it's not working for me. I've, like I've gotten better at setting boundaries and advocating for myself. Cause like, when I started in music, it was still very much like there can only be one woman. And right. I've never worked in like urban. So like, I don't see a lot that look like me. So I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, cool. I will do whatever just to be able to stay here. Now I'm like at the point where I'm like, I got job security. So like if yeah. what I need and I can advocate but for myself and if they're just like no I don't really see it in the resources I was like do you know how many other companies want a person like me? Uh, like I'm not at the point where I'm gonna fight anymore like I will tell uh, you I will give you like the time to like make it happen like because I'm a reasonable person but like if it doesn't I can be like all right well this was fun this is great learning it's been a little yeah, it's been real. Um, because I was like, I could always go somewhere and they will still pay me more money than what like whatever you're paying me here. Like yeah. I'm comfortable, but like I could be more comfortable. I'm I'm expensive. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like, I'm not at the point where it's like I will leave. Like yeah. and I know like a lot of people aren't in that space, but I and as we go into our recession, like there was that good part where it's like the great resignation where like people yeah. are, like Oh, I don't have to put up with this stuff. And I'm like, yes, yes. Everybody just like, I'm not, I'm not really a capitalist, but I like to spend money. <laughs> yeah, me too. So I am just problem. like, yeah, <laughs> it's a problem. But like, if, if where you're at doesn't make you feel valued because like a lot, like we have these talents, we have these skills, like a lot of us, especially black women, we're the most yes, in this country. So like, we've gone to school, we've done yes. So like if we are yeah. at these jobs and they're like oh like they don't value our contributions there's like no like de- like professional development girl they're- now you going into now you going into the lane of data science okay here we go so one of the things that because you contributed to it the uh, seat at the table a perspective on women of color analysis showed all of these things that you were talking about like the barriers to entry into the music industry how for us it's not about our relationship. Like, that's not what gets us into the business. It's the, our tenacity, our grit from the street up, like going into these unpaid internships to get a job, getting our bachelor's and master's degrees, investing in our education through student loan debt, which sadly puts us on an uneven playing field. I, 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 it took a while before, because data, like, we're just like, okay, great. Black women are the most educated cohort in yes. United States like that is a fact yeah. and then we're just like student loan debt affects like x amount of people and it's like built like billion dollars like worth of debt and I was like has nobody made the correlation that the people that hold the most student loan debt are gonna be black women if we are right. the most educated co-? so like 
I'm just like Uncle Joe or who, whatever we're calling him this week. <laughs> there was a point where we were just like, oh, I was like, it's weird, but like, I'll roll, roll with it. And he's just like, we, I might cancel student loan debt. I'm like, do it already. Do yeah. it. Stop, Stop talking about it. In front of us. Like, and that's the part too. I mean, we could talk about politics all day, but I, I could, yeah. <laughs> so that would be a different show for another day, right? Yeah. But I'll say this, that there are so many ways that the industry can invest in us as talent. And for me, it's just like they're throwing money away because they don't have the the research to back. Well, now they do, especially about us. Now they do. So hopefully they will tap into this new information and actually create meaningful changes for us. Like interesting even from the family dynamics point of view, the majority of women of color in the music industry are the breadwinners. So if you're, uh, you're you know, not hiring us because you think that we're going to have kids when majority of us are not investing in having children, but I'm worried about that. You would think that they would put more money into having us in the workforce. You know, even, not to discriminate against people having kids, but yeah. But even if they have kids, like give a first of all, both genders should be given parental leave, like same amount. Right. We're still like creating right. the stereotype that like women have to do the bulk of the child rearing and just like that's trash. Well, it speaks to like the culture of these industries not investing in women workers because they feel like we are just going to start having kids. Like, and so that's a loss of on their investment when it's like but- actually that's yeah, that's but true. the thing, like, if you talk to, like, mothers, they're so great at multitasking and being yes. able to get shit done while they have a screening child. Yes. Like, do you think they couldn't come back to work and, like, organize your entire department, make sure, like, this, like, they could be the scrum masters. Like, they're like, okay, here's all of the things that we need to do. Here's all the tickets. Let's delegate. Like, <laughs> here's every, like they, yeah. like, have to, like, have this tap into like the superpower of like being super hyper organized because if they don't something will die so like they can yeah. come back yeah. so whilst I don't plan on having children I still think it's weird that we're just like can't hire women who are like of like child rearing age because they might not come back I was like have in you what world Especially yeah in what world like you don't want to be stuck at home with your kids guess what the women don't want to either so a lot of them be like <laughs> I not wait to go back to work like give me like a good six months I'll bond with it yay whatever but like I'll be like they, they'll be like I need to talk to an adult like yes. I need yes. to put on real clothes that don't have cereal. Like I have a bunch yes. of cousins who are just now having babies and they're just like, I need to talk to an adult for part of the day. And I'm just like, Heck. women want to yeah. come back to work. You just need to make it easier to like while they're off. Great. And that's why I'm I'm so grateful that we now do have this data. And the important thing is uh, that I'm making sure of is that it stays within our community that we're the ones driving that narrative so that that information is skewed in yeah. a different direction. It's important to have the data for truth reasons, but it's also important for us to have the ownership of that. And so, yeah, I love that part about data is just, it's black and white. There's truths about us, whether we like it or not. So, yeah, I will. It does. Um, there is also stuff to be said about like, okay, what were the questions asked? Like, cause it, right. I'm a data person. So I'm like, 
are, has any bias been introduced? Like not on the survey, but like data is is black and white in that it will give you very distinct dynamic answers. But like as we're seeing with like algorithms as like the people who are coding stuff. So I love everything that you just said. What would you say was your mama I name it, made it moment where you realize you're headed in the right direction? And what characteristics do you attribute to having reached that point? I mean, I'm going to be completely honest um, because of who I am. I don't ever feel like I've made it. But like I joke that like when somebody's promoting under like your socials, like you made it, like somebody cares enough to be like, check out my mixtape, which people are doing, which I'm just like, I don't post that often. So like I, I extra made it because I only have like 300 followers and people are just like, hey, like check out this party. I'm just like. Okay, cool. I did. At least going in the right direction, I think was a, I have not had to act like fully actively look for a job for like the last three plays. Like I'll just put it like open to work and then people start hitting me up. And I feel like that's the moment where you don't have to like go knock on doors. People know enough about who you are to be like, oh my gosh, she's free. She's free. Like, Like I was like, to be very honest, like, when you first messaged me, you're like, oh, I talked to somebody, they mentioned you, and I'm just like, I don't think I know anybody at where you work, but, like, <laughs> and so, like, that was kind of, like, I, my name is being spoken in rooms that I've, like, never been in or, like, really know the people, and so, like, that was kind of, like, a moment, which I was just kind of, like, flattered, but also kind of, like, what do I do? <laughs> right. Like that also kind of like you were a person who reached out. I'm like, people are talking about me in places where, I, okay, like I'm going to roll. And that kind of like feels like I've made it. I'm just like, yes, but I've also kind of, yeah. I am again, I'm an introvert. So I'm like, what do I do with this attention? And so like, I think that is the, I one of the questions in our pre-thing is like, what do you, as like, it's me season. I'm trying to like learn how to be better like, about being out in the front. Cause like, again, I work in the not glamorous part and like kind of like behind the scenes, but I'm just like, I got an award and I'm just like, I need to be better about advertising me. And so, yeah. Yes. You know, it was great, though, that you have the skills and you've paid your dues because now you have something you have something to back up what, yeah. you know, what you're saying when you're promoting yourself. So that's just. Yeah, it, that is a new skill we are working on of just being like, it's me season. <laughs> but yeah, this I feel like I've made it enough to where it doesn't feel like too early to be like, OK, here's all my wins. Here's what I can contribute this is what I've done every like everybody can put me on uh <laughs> I just want to congratulate you because I've seen it I'm seeing it all for you and I really want to just express how beautiful it is to see another woman of color doing what you're doing and receiving the recognition for it you know you deserve it you work hard for it and yes Thank proud you. of you proud Thank of you, you. thanks so what advice would you give aspiring women of color in the music business? Ooh, trust. I, it sounds cliche, but like trust your gut. Like you, you were raised well enough to like know like when people are being disrespectful or kind of like slightly shady. Like we put up with a lot because again, the work twice as hard, get half as much or like we just have to take it so like we can get far enough. 
it doesn't have to be that way. Like there are like once in terms of they're not paying you, like you are literally taking abuse for free. Like, no, the ancestors would be disappointed. So like you can quit. If you are somewhere where you're like contributing, you have a job, like that job probably exists somewhere else. Like if the vibes are off, you can cut and run. Like we are no longer in a state where it's just like, you just have to like kind of take it. Like, like hustle culture is just like do whatever to like make the buck and get further. I was like, I, yes, I, you should be passionate. You should be working towards the goal. But like also as a treat, like as a full person, like you are not just like a budding future music executive. You are a full person. If like the vibes are off and you don't feel like this is a great space for you where you're going to learn, where it's going to contribute to your professional like development, it is okay to leave. You do not have to be like, okay, well, I have to stay here for two years so it doesn't look bad on my resume. It's like, no, that should look bad on the company. It's like, look, I... Try, I tried it for uh, six months and it was, yes, if the companies aren't doing right by their employees, which are, by the way, their biggest asset is yeah. their employees. Like if they're not doing right by the employees, then they should probably like that should look bad on them. Not the people who lot or knew enough of their value and their worth to leave. So mm-hmm. I, a, like advocate for yourself. If you're not being heard, like, it's time to start looking like there is always somebody out here who's going to pay for your skills. So one of the things that I've learned from a mentor was closed mouths don't get fed. Okay. Yeah. You have a problem. You feel in some kind of way about something that is unfair. You put the work in and you're not being compensated fairly, or you're feeling disrespected unless you speak up. People aren't going to acknowledge anything that's going on with you because they're they're in their own they have their own problems that they're doing. Yeah. Right, so it's important to to speak up and and not be afraid to yeah not being afraid you know to to leave a situation and knowing that you you can get better someplace else. So if there was anything that you could have done differently, whether it was you know mismanagement or a missed opportunity, uh, what would that have been? If I could go back, I would have left a lot of places a lot sooner. I'm like, there's like this thread, like as I was young and still figuring out a, what my worth was, like what my value was like, it's, there were a lot of places where I was just kind of like, well, I need to, that's why that was my advice for younger people. Cause it's like, I wish somebody had told me, they're just like, you should leave, like, go ahead and quit. Like my last job, my therapist had to be like, you should quit. Like, she's like, I'm not supposed to say that. Yeah. Shout out therapy. She's like, I'm not supposed to say this, but you should quit your job. It's not great for your mental health. And I need, I needed somebody externally to be like, you already know this isn't right for you. Right. Why are you staying? Because I'm like, I must suffer for my crap. No. Um, (laughs) There are places where it's just like, I wasn't valued or my time wasn't valued. And so like, I was mismanaging my boundaries Mm. and like my value. And I stayed in places far longer than I should have. That's why I was like, if you feel that you, your boundaries keep getting pushed and like, they're like work weekends, work nights, like, we, we are paying you, like they pay you for 40 hours. Unless they are paying you overtime, they are not paying for nights and weekends. You should not be working nights and weekends. And if your company's like, well, you should just be happy to be here. Lots of, that is a toxic environment. Just get up and just be like, I'm, 
thank you very much. I'm going to go find something else. Right. Uh, so like my, I would tell like my younger 25 year old self, just be like, you have to know when to cut and run. Like if, and usually I, somebody told me they're like after six months, if it's not working, you should cut and run. So like mm-hmm. if that's working with artists, if that's at a job, like six months, you kind of know, like, mm-hmm. how do I feel about this situation? So like at six months, I like check in. I was like, do I like where I am? Do I like the environment? Do I like, the te- like, do I feel mm-hmm. fulfilled? And do I feel like there is a growth trajectory here? Yeah, And if the the answer is no, I start looking to change that situation. Our responsibility, you know, no one else is going to do it. And that's for any relationship, a work relationship, relationship, a romantic relationship, like a little bit harder, but like every relationship, like check in, you're like, how does this best serve me? And not necessarily in a narcissistic qualities, like what am I getting out of this? Right. Um, and then what am I giving to it? And if it's completely unbalanced, like you can make the, you can make the attempt to balance it or you can be like, I, I'm OK walking away from this. And I sometimes you have to like have that time period of like, oh, I'm going to have to like leave this thing that like is comfortable, especially when you're like younger and you're like, will I be able to find another job? Yes, yes, yes. There's so many music companies at this point. Right. <laughs> I was like, especially like once you're in, you're in. So yeah. if I, I love all of the hustle and tenacity younger me had of just like late nights. My dad used to joke that he's, I had like five internships at once while I was working to like part-time jobs. He's like, are you Jamaican? And I'm just like, <laughs> um, like that stuff I would not do now. Like I'm at like, I consult sometimes. And I, even then I'm just like, that sounds like a lot of work for me. And so like, I'm very thankful that she had the energy and the drive, the younger me to like, keep working until like it's stuck mm-hmm. but like I also kind of like in terms of like healing just want to be like it's okay if like you take a different route to get there like you will get there like you have yeah. drive, but you do yeah. not have to like work for $20 a week and have somebody verbally abuse you like that yeah. that is not okay and I would not wish that for anybody and now I'm, I'm basically the person who's just like, no, if it's, if it doesn't bring you peace, fuck it. Like I've had bosses who are like, can you be a little, no, I'm, I'm going to be full out. Just like I tell my team, like, it's just, yeah, I'm going to show up as me. So like, I tell my team, it's just a job. If you need a day off, take my boss is okay with it. (laughs) Like I get really jazzed when I got to give like my team their raises and my boss is like, I'm jazzed that you're jazzed about this. I'm just like, yeah. Like, A, I picked a good team. B, like, they work really hard. And so, like, I want them to be compensated as much. Also, I kind of went to bat. I'm like, I want nobody on my team to be making less than this. Like, we yeah. all, like, they can code. They're, like, in people's inboxes being obnoxious to get shit done. Like, I was like, <laughs> I hire good people. I want them compensated. Because, again, employees are your assets. So. Yeah. I like you're I, a good leader too. Yeah. You know, because you can have great employees, but you go to bat for them, like you said, you put your neck on on the line and, and the buck really does start start stop start and stop with you, to be honest. Yeah, you set the tone. 
I always try, I strive to be the manager I wish I had. Like the, like somebody who's just gonna like, I, if there's bullshit coming down the pike, like being a leader means getting out in front. And so like that, like, if you want people to follow you, it means you have to be in front of like anything that's coming their way. So like, if people are just going to like, kind of like do one of these when like, right. It's not a leader. So not at all. I strive to like be the person, like when I was younger, like who would I felt like most empowered by most protected by and who would have like, what would have felt like if somebody cared about my career development? Like I ask my team all the time, like, what do you, what are you passionate about? What do you want to learn? What do you want to work on? Cause yeah, we have projects, but we could also set you up to like move in like a lane that you are most passionate about. Cause that's where you're going to do your best work. Like exactly. one of our new employees, he's like, I really like sync. I'm like, we don't do a whole lot of it, but you can be the point person for like our sync team. And like a whole, I was like, if that's what you're passionate about, let's set you up for success. And so I feel like I've done one of these, which I do. <laughs> so I would tell my younger self, like value, like boundaries, all of those things. And kind of just what I tell my team now, just like, it's a job. Like, yes, we are so fortunate. We get to work in an industry we love, but yeah. it's a job. <laughs> yes. Yes. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing those gems. So how can women of color in this industry advocate for ourselves and each other in this competitive field? Like advocating for yourself is like, I mean, there is a level of self-awareness of just being like, this is the shit that I'm awesome at. And I used to keep a running list of everything, like all of my accomplishments, everything like I knocked out of the park I like so when I had my year review I could just be like boom 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 boom, and here's why you should pay me more so like Mm -hmm. advocating for yourself is like keeping a win list like that you can like because your bosses that have like all of these people that are supposed to be in charge of so they're gonna forget some of the things so Mm -hmm. like be like let me remind you year in review of like how I made this company more money more efficient like our, like, our PR is like out of the park yeah. because people love us because they're dealing with me. Like I'm doing you a favor by staying here. So you should do me a favor. <laughs> I'm paying you. So like, that is how you advocate for yourself. And also like take professional development, like on your own. Like I listen to like audio books. Like I, like I try to like keep up on stuff. I'm still working my way through like the Donald Passman book, but like that's mm, that's a text it's the Bible um, for a reason. It's the Bible for a reason. But like trying to like learn parts of like how other things interact with like what you do. So like, again, I've like been all over. So like, I know how things interact, but like, I want to go deeper oh of like, okay, God. this is because eventually I want to like run a music company. So like, I need to know <laughs> how everything yeah. works. So like taking on professional development on your own. And then also like sometimes your company will pay for your professional development. And you can be like, here's how this will help you. Like that's really exactly. what I want to hear. Like if you make the case of like, if I learn X, Y, and Z and you pay for this class, here's how that helps this company. And they'll just like, let me write a check. And then you'll, exactly. be, you might have to stay for like 18 months, but again, job security. <laughs> um, <laughs> how we advocate for each other. I I do not subscribe that this is a super competitive field. Like it it is to a degree, 
but I believe in like shine theory. So like if somebody's doing like baller shit and you're just like, let me put them on. Yeah. We both work in data. There's so much data to be worked on that I'm not, I'm not threatened being like, look, you know who else could like be really great at like solving some of these data problems? Janisha or like my mentees or like any of these people that I've come to like become in community with, like we're women of color. We work in music data. Cause that is generally who I talk to. Uh, I'd be like, I, you need a data person. I got somebody like, yeah. but like also like anything else, like you need a marketing person. Like it's not, that's not my ministry, but like I know at least five other women who can. And yeah. I was like, let me get you some names or I can like go to one of them and be like, if you can't take on, like I've got somebody who's looking for a freelance digital marketer. So I went to like a friend. I'm like, I know you don't take clients, but like give me names of people who can't. Like having yeah. some, a Rolodex, relation, like this industry is relationships. I do not believe that we can't like speak each other's names and rooms of opportunity. There is this, this industry made billions of dollars last year. There's enough money. There's enough opportunity. Like it's, and if you're stingy with those opportunities, like that energy comes back to you. Like, so I'm all about like, great. That's not my ministry. That's I don't have the bandwidth. Let me find you somebody who can, but I also ask, does it pay? Cause I'm not putting people on for unpaid opportunities. Like we're past that. I'm just like, yes. what is your budget? And I will let somebody know and I will help you find somebody. But if they're like, Oh, this is unpaid. I'm like, nobody in my network works for free. Like we're done with that. I only want paid opportunities because again, there's enough resources, enough money and enough opportunity in this industry. Bars. <laughs> I really, really, really loved this conversation and we could literally go on for hours, which is why you my sis and why we got to catch up anyway. But I really do appreciate you being on the show, Brittany. You have so much to offer, so much insight. So what are you working on right now that you're excited um, about and how can people find, find you if they want to connect? Outside of my job, I also kind of consult on the side. Um, but like I have like X amount of slots of like people I can talk to. Um, because again, balance and not yeah. being just the job. So like I work with companies and artists and management companies or just like what do I do with my data? Like, cause again, I still have all this past experience of like next big sound working at streaming. So I'm just like, I could like cobble something together and be like, here are your key targets of like, I give you action items. Be like, you should be working on X, Y, and Z. Come back to me when you've completed these. Or like with companies just being like, how do we do X, Y, like work in, especially investment funds or like, how do we get into music? I'm like, what is your appetite for ambiguity? Because if you don't have any... (laughs) leave us alone (laughs) I love that but like how people can find me is like LinkedIn is great especially if like you want to like do work stuff if you are into like home renovations like which is what I'm doing now you can follow me on Instagram it's usually just me in my yard and just be like I planted trees um, you could follow. <laughs> I, like, I'm not super social outside of just being like, here's some random stuff. So it won't be like me at premieres because like 
usually my phone's in my pocket at those things, but like, it'll be like, here's my dog. So like, if that's your vibe, you can follow me on social. L-I-L underscore Miss Awesome on Twitter and Instagram. I'm an old, at least in my heart. So I don't have a TikTok because I don't have the patience to make videos. Me either. (laughs) Or they're just like, are you on Clubhouse? I'm just like, no, I'm I'm okay being in my mid to late 30s and not being on the new social. Like, yeah, I'm going to leave that for the kids, for the children, mostly because I don't want to have to log into another thing. I, I can't. I don't have the energy. Or- Understood. Understood. <laughs> well, again, Brittany, I just really appreciate you. And thank you so much for being on the show. Till next thank time. You for listening. We'll see you next time on Pub Royalty Queen Podcast.